1: Hello and welcome to The Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Today, Tim has brought in a special guest, and that is Steve Billimech. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, we're doing good. How about yourself? Outstanding. Great. All right, Steve, how- pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
2: Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, well, that's all, Tim, and, and that leads me to my next question. Tim, why did you bring Steve on? Well,
3: uh, we've talked in the past about our planning processes and specifically when we get involved with high net worth clients uh, business owners and entrepreneurs we focus on asset protection tax planning you know preparing the errors mm-hmm. but the core is always investment consulting and one of the things that we try to do at high tower Great Lakes is have a highly certified diverse team of professionals and Steve is really one of my partners who focuses the most I guess of, of, of us on the investment process so I just thought it'd be great to Steve on and introduce everyone to him and kind of have him talk about some of um, his background, etc.
1: Fantastic. All right. I'm going to let you guys go to it. I'm going to learn a lot today.
3: Okay, great. So, um, just a real quick background. I joined Hightower in 2008, and Steve joined, I think, two days before me. So, uh, we've known each other for a long time. We shared ideas for the past 10 years, and we've formalized our arrangement, you know, our our partnership last year. So Steve, I don't know if you want to give just a little introduction about your background you know, on the, on the investment side, the, your history in the industry.
2: Sure. Yeah, I started in the industry in uh, 1988. So I guess it's been about 30 years. I grew up in the Chicago area and graduated from Loyola University here in Chicago. Um, but for my first job, I actually liked Colorado. So I wanted to, to move out there and I looked at the front range. Boulder, Denver, and um, was fortunate enough to have my first job be hired by EF Hutton in Colorado Springs as an investment advisor. Now you're dating yourself. That's right. (laughs) And I should have known it was a dynamic industry, but because by the time I moved out to Colorado, I was working for shearson Lehman Hutton. It had already merged and was uh, moving on. And so I worked there for a few years and then uh, really wanted to move back to the Chicago area for a couple of reasons. My family... And um, I wanted to continue my education and start my MBA, which I did at DePaul here in Chicago as well. And so I stayed in the industry, but in a slightly different area. For about five years, I worked in the compliance side with the Chicago Board, Board Option Exchange and the NASD, which the NASD is now known as FINRA. And so during that time, I traveled the country examining broker dealers both their operational side, their investments, you know, sampling client suitability. And I did that, as I said, for about five years. And then I was recruited through actually an old Everin friend to uh, an old uh, EF Hutton friend to Everin Securities in Chicago, which was the old Kemper Securities. And what they did is they recruited me in to do manager research. So I basically applied the audit process that I put in for broker-dealers to money managers around the country to figure out which managers we wanted on their recommended list. So some of them were very kind of big firms, Vanguard, PIMCOs, the names that people know. Uh, some of them were more investment boutiques in different parts of the country, whether it be Anchorage, Alaska, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You know, So I did that. And then after about five years, uh, Evern Securities was sold. And rather than relocate to Richmond, Virginia, which is where they were moving the headquarters, Uh, I decided to stay in Chicago and ended up, I interviewed and I was with a firm called West Hills Institutional or Asset Management here in Chicago, which was an independent RIA. So we had high net worth clients, but we also had uh, an institutional side to our business. So we consulted to broker dealers, CPA firms, um, a big life insurance company in Canada, where we ran their, their models inside their annuities. And so uh, I enjoyed it, eventually, over time became president of West Hills Asset Management, and I oversaw both the high net worth side and the institutional side. And then as that, we decided to sell the institutional business, and I stayed with the high net worth side. So most, most of the clients from there were individuals, some nonprofits, some corporate retirement plans for.
3: Physicians' offices, things of that nature, and so it sounds like you were focusing a lot on the compliance side, investment side, research. And I know when we met about ten years ago, when you joined High Tower, you were working as an investment advisor. So, did you make the transition at that point?
2: Yeah. So at that time, with at West Hills, um, I transitioned full time to the advisor side. Uh, so, like, yeah, a few points in my career, I've, I've run research departments. But then basically, I took all that background and knowledge and just applied it to my own clients. So when I joined Hightower uh, in 2008, it was, it was a really good fit. Because as an independent advisor, you have that flexibility at the independence. But what I needed was a little bit more sophistication on you know, being with a bigger firm. You get better pricing for your clients uh, and some deeper outside research sources so that that was very helpful. and that's really what you know made it a great fit really over the last ten years for my clients and I here at High Tower, both originally it's High Tower Chicago, and now it's High Tower Great Lakes, joining uh, the Valpo team and the uh, Traverse City team.
3: And I'm sure as much as you'd love to read about investments, uh, you probably have other things you like. I know one of the things we have in common, Eric, is that our daughters both played volleyball. In fact, we, they're, they played against each other in some of the same tournaments um, in the Chicago area Uh-oh. years ago, just dating myself. <laughs> that could be yes. trouble, huh? Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'd meet up at places all around the Midwest at club volleyball tournaments. Exactly. So, nice. Um, yeah, so I have, I mean, we just celebrated, my wife and I, Vicky, celebrated our 28th wedding anniversary. Whoa,
1: And nice. We're
2: empty nesters now. We have uh, some that's 24 and my daughter that's uh, 27. And they're both in the Chicago area, so that's that's great. So I get to see them. And then, um, you know, now that I'm an empty nester, I have a little bit more free time on the weekends. And uh, I'm probably one of the few investment advisors that doesn't play golf. So I have kind of a quirky hobby in that most of my free time is spent training my dogs. I have two German shepherds and a Belgian Malinois, and we compete in a sport that used to be called Schutzen, now it's called IGP, and we basically do. Tracking obedience and protection, and uh, they're a lot of fun. And we've had because of the you know the team I work with here in the Chicago area, some good success. I've been on the podium at regional and national events, and uh, even in 2017, we were one of the top five teams in the country. So we represented the U.S. in the Netherlands against the top five German Shepherd teams in our sport across the globe. So. Wow. Um, so you weren't in that movie, Best in show, were you? No, but <laughs> the personalities are quirky like that okay, for sure. I'm but sure. Uh, yeah, so that was great. I mean, that was kind of a, a great, real challenging to get that far mm-hmm. in the competitions. But then it was nice. My son went with me to the Netherlands. so it was a a oh, little great. bit of a family trip. So, uh, yeah, so between you know investments
3: and family, that's Excellent. keeps me busy. Well, I know uh, one of the reasons why I thought it would be really beneficial for you to uh, to talk today, or to be a guest today, is really to you know to get back to the the point I made earlier that as uh, Hightower Great Lakes we have diverse set of skill sets among the partners and you know with the investments the research um, that's just something you love. So talk a little bit about the value add that you offer to clients with some of the things you do for your clients, but also for the Hightower Great Lakes team.
2: Sure. Yeah. So we have a I mean we have a planning focus, and I think. I mean, with any advisor or any team, it's important to have the formal education. So, you know, the undergrads, the you know, the MBAs are all helpful. The you know, many of us have continuing industry titles. You know, whether it's AIF for fiduciary focus, C A I A for alternative investments like hedge funds and private equity, and then uh, the SEMA for more of a wealth management background. But you know, so it's important to have those tools. But really, mostly. What our clients say they appreciate is is one, probably our unconflicted advice. Um, when they sit down, they're hiring us as a fiduciary, and we look at their whole picture and you know, work with them and give them advice from custodians, the pros and cons of different custodians to investments and and to planning. And I think really what they appreciate is that they're not buying one turnkey plan. This is your you know, kind of a locked and loaded. Retirement plan—they're um, really creating one with us. So it's important from you know as we go through the process. You know, many of our clients have custom communication plans. We may have based on their schedules. We may meet at different times. Some like quarterly, some like semi-annual. And so, and and really to focus on their goals, whether it be retirement,
3: education, legacy
2: planning.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I know um, in my past uh, there was a point where I actually owned a broker dealer, so I understand the. <laughs> The compliance, the due diligence, especially uh, more and more these days. So, talk about some of the things that you do to help protect our clients from a compliance and due diligence standpoint.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. After spending time in both compliance and research, kind of on a full-time basis, it's it's really important to me, and that's one reason why I like the fee-based fiduciary-focused end of the advisor area versus, let's say, uh, uh, what some other firms may offer is more of a brokerage concept, but uh, you know, from the compliance aspect, I think it's very important to have a consistent process. And again, we customize, it, but the process overall is very consistent. And our group spends a lot of time looking at risk and risk of portfolios, but also risk relative to how the clients define risk. Some people, two people may say they're moderate and they have very different definitions of what a moderate portfolio might be from a risk return standpoint. And uh, one of the nice things also about technology is we have a lot of software that we can rely on. And one of them is risk Riskalyze, which is a nice risk score where we can put in the client's portfolio and say in different market environments, how a portfolio would behave. But we also can compare that to what they feel is comfortable and talk about you know, whether they need more risk, less risk to meet their goals, um. So, from a compliance standpoint, it's the consistency in the risk aspect. And then, from my research background, um, a lot of that has really helped with portfolio design, putting together different types of asset classes to strive for the same return with lower risk, or to try and get a little bit more return for a, a given level of risk. So, um,
3: I know, like, uh, just getting back to the risk guys, I just had a meeting this week where. Um, Client of mine for the last seven years referred me to his sister and I met with her. She filled out the questionnaire, uh, which really determines the kind of risk that she wants to take, the level of risk, and we compared that to the Riskalyze score of her portfolio and her portfolio was significantly higher risk than she thought she was taking. So I agree, that's that's a really great tool that we've used to try and manage our clients risk and make sure that they're not overly aggressive.
2: Right. And And I think it's great to talk about risk. In times that's like December of last year, a fourth quarter that was rough because you get a truer read of what people's risk profile is psychologically versus, let's say, after a three-year bull market and everything's rosy, yeah. so people may think they, they're comfortable with more risk than really they are if, if we start getting drawdowns.
3: So one of the things I know when we've been sharing ideas, best practices the last 10 years, you know, as we've been working together now as partners. Uh, one of the things is we have this cultural uh, belief, com- you know, both of us do in holistic planning. So can you talk a little bit about some of the uh, portfolio analysis you might do and, and how that relates or, or I should let me back up how, how you take some of the goals and planning the holistic approach? And how does that reflected in some of your clients portfolios?
2: Okay. Yeah. There's a couple of different ways it it's reflected. I think one would be in looking at the goals and planning when we run financial plans, one of the things I like to do is run a few different scenarios side by side, kind of what if scenarios. So one may say, well, what if I wanted to retire earlier or later, or take a little bit more risk or less risk, or fund different goals in retirement, we're able to lay that out side by side so that they can see the pros and cons of, of the different choices that they may make. Because again, keep in mind when you put a plan in place, it's meant to be reviewed. It's meant to be adjusted based on life situations, market. Um, you know, you want to have that long-term framework, but it also is not, again, so structured that you can't adjust it based on what's going on in their lives. You know, the other thing I think that's helpful from a holistic standpoint is our reporting software clients find helpful um, because it's, we can combine assets in multiple locations. So it can be their assets with our custodians. And again we have a choice of custodians whether it be fidelity schwab pershing um but also their employee their employer assets that may be in plans or assets that may be held away private investments we can pull all that in so that they get a picture of their total net worth their total asset allocation which i think is very important excellent
3: um i know or i should say um i have talked about my market niche which are entrepreneurs business owners uh families looking to exit their businesses. Um, talk a little bit, if you can, about maybe some your market niche, some of your specific clients you work with, and maybe how they're unique and how their goals and their planning, and as a result their portfolios might be affected by the niche that you're focusing on.
2: Yeah, I have clients across a, a, a wide spectrum of, of industries, but I do have a fair amount of physicians. And I think one reason they're unique is, is you know, many of them have very limited time. They have liability concerns that maybe some other industries or professions don't have. So asset protection becomes very important. And it's also a very it's a, it's interesting now because it's a changing industry. You know, many of my older physicians you know, their business model was where they may have had a 401k of profit sharing, but they also may have owned the office building. So they were building equity in the office building or building equity in their practice. Versus some of our, uh, the newer physicians may not have that ownership aspect to the practice. They may be working for a large healthcare organization. So there's different ways that they need to fund retirement and look at how they're saving.
3: Yeah, I know that some of the uh, physicians we work with talk about the difficulty in recruiting the younger med school graduates just because their philosophy is a little different. They, I think the older physicians might have been a little more entrepreneurial where they might have their own practice and really the, the nature of reimbursements is such now that everyone's really working for big hospitals or clinics or universities.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And does that impact the planning? It does. It's, I mean, it, it's challenging because again, a lot of
2: the physicians, they're super dedicated people, they spend a lot of time studying, they may have paid off their debt. And then they get to the point where okay, now I'm in my savings years and it's, it's important I think to have a reality check at that time and say, you know, because it's tempting to then immediately go out and kind of live the lifestyle of maybe a physician that's been doing it for 20, 30, 40 years. So it's important then to say at that point in time during when they're switching to savings mode to do some modeling, look at planned expenses, planned retirement spending um, so that they have a pretty good idea early in their practice how they might want to retire and so they can start saving at that rate versus maybe what some of their peers are doing that, that may not be. Because what we want to avoid is a surprise, maybe living beyond their means and then having a surprise later in their career with respect to trying to fund all that retirement at the end of their careers.
3: Sure. So along those lines, I know one of the things that we offer is what we call a stress test or you know a second opinion. Um, so talk a little bit about how you offer st- Second opinion stress test to maybe a prospect or somebody who calls you for advice.
2: Yeah, we can. We'll we'll take their assets and we'll. I mean, one one thing is looking at it at the asset side. It's it's um, you know how are they how's their savings position? What type of vehicles? Taxable? Tax exempt? Retirement plans? Um, and kind of stressing that. But it's also we work with a network of CPAs and estate planning attorneys that are very experienced also with the physicians. So part of that holistic picture of stress testing is looking at how are their assets titled. And it does depend state to state. I mean, we have physicians we work with. Most of our clients have had Midwest roots at one time, but we have physicians in Florida and other, um, other states. So sometimes they have unique structures that may be slightly different than someone, let's say in Illinois or, or Wisconsin or Indiana.
3: Okay, excellent. So if somebody wants to contact you, uh, connect with you, reach out to you for information. Where should they go?
2: Yeah, there's a couple, a couple places. So one is our our website. It's Hightower Great Lakes, um, and you can link to our whole team through there and see our multiple locations. Uh, my phone number is 312-962-3826. and my email is my first initial last name, so it's Steve Billimack at HightowerAdvisors dot com. Um, that's the the easy way to reach out. Excellent. See,
3: this wasn't too hard, right? not too no.
2: painful to be on here. <laughs> yes, thanks
1: for having me. Hey Steve, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I, I just love listening to you guys go back and forth. Obviously, you both have a very strong team mentality. And uh, kind of my takeaway from this is Tim says the same thing, right? He doesn't like people having surprises unless it's like a surprise party or a surprise you know, lottery winning that you didn't even know you had a ticket for or something like that. that's a good surprise. But you don't want to be surprised later in life with retirement funds not being quite there or whatever. So I love that you touched on that and that your team uh, works with your clients and, and uh, the entire High Tower Great Lakes family, if you will, uh, really focuses on individuals and, and customizing things to individuals. So I, I heard that throughout this entire podcast from both of you and I love it. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Appreciate it, Eric. Thanks. Thanks. You betcha. And thank you all for listening to the Wealth Stream Podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wealth Stream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC.